yeah. Hey, we just had a yarn with uh, your old teammate, James Kerr, which was uh, uh, pretty great fun, actually, about his try that kind of, it. Kinda, I mean, I know it was a, you know, it was a full game and stuff, but that kind of felt like that was the thing that kicked it off for you guys and started that massive dynasty was uh, when he managed to dot down. Absolutely right. Yeah, it was kind of an iconic try, really, when you think about Crusaders history. It's one that uh, is regularly shown because it was, well, it was really out of the blue, to be perfectly fair. Um, And the opportunity um, sometimes that comes about in finals was grasped by uh, James Kerr. And and, and from there, like you say, it was kind of the catalyst for the belief um, in uh, a franchise that had probably struggled for a few years that, uh, you know, even against adversity and against uh, superstars, you can go out there and you can win finals. What do you remember about that game from 20 years ago now? It's unbelievable. It's 20 years. <laughs> yeah, that's a remarkable my age as well. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, it's, it's uh, I, I guess I remember probably more than anything the overwhelming underdog factor um, leading into that week there. You know, pretty much we were written off. Uh, we'd sort of come from nowhere, to be perfectly honest. We've strung a, a string of games together, and um, look, we weren't we weren't playing the most uh, spectacular rugby. Uh, we, we were sort of built built, built our foundation around defence and sort of adopted the attitude that we were we were a work in progress under good guidance and good coaching and management. Um, we, we decided that well, in theory. In common sense theory, uh, you know, if we stop the opposition from scoring points and we can score a few of our own, it might go a long way to winning games. So we're a defence orientated team that actually um, went really well. And, and again, defensively, um, you know, we just didn't let the Blues score too many points in that game, and, and it was a huge upset. So. Yeah, it was it was really satisfying and rewarding. That's my major memory. So, so I mean, with the benefit of hindsight, it, it became it becomes a dynasty. But as you said, leading into that game, you know, it was I don't know if you were the favoured team to go in. When you you know the partying stopped, which I believe still kept going at the Bush Inn on uh, the Wednesday, <laughs> Wednesday. I've been told here by Pete from Christchurch on a uh, text in. Thank you very much, Pete from Christchurch. You know, with that as well, did it feel like you guys had breached the wall and it was going to be you for a while, or was that still not quite the the feeling then? No, I think it was uh, recognition that was hard work, uh, and and everybody uh, buying into the same. Um, goals and, and, and the way that the, and the team galvanised that anything was possible more than, more than anything at all it showed us that uh, against any opposition but you know it was, it was a team that believed in each other and we believed in what we were wanting to achieve, you could achieve yeah. and when, when you look at the, the lineups of both of those sides and the calibre of players um, that the Blues in particular had and, and and you even move forward to you know the the, um, the finals uh, that we went on to play in um, after that, you know we probably weren't the best team. Um, we managed to turn, I guess, a lot of players that were considered to be journeymen or past their best or um, talented, but not probably going to go anywhere into All Blacks. And and that was a culture that I think the, the Crusaders have managed to hold on to. And and, and when they when players go and get into that. Uh, environment they, they seem to thrive and uh, I think that's what it really installed in 98 that um, hard work will, will get you a long way and, and that's probably true for life as well not just sport
Talking to Justin Marshall, of course, former Crusaders uh, Super Rugby winner and, of course, a former All Black as well. And looking back and also looking forward at the same time, and I asked James Kerr this as well, but from your point of view, when you were playing with Scott Robertson, what or did you think he would go on to be a coach and a good coach? And what was it that, that made him um, such a rugby brain, I suppose? I think more than anything um, was, uh, you know, the, the most infectious thing about Razor is his enthusiasm. And, and that's probably what you can see in the way that um, the, the team have responded to him under his guidance. He hasn't changed a hell of a lot um, from, from what Todd Blackadder had. The core group of guys are still really there, but in essence what he's done is he's brought his love of the game, his enthusiasm. Yes, he's got great knowledge um, you know, about rugby and about the type of game plan that he wants uh, players to play under while he's guiding the team. But more than anything, he's got a lot of All Blacks in that team now as well that have played a lot of rugby. And you can just see that they're a happy bunch. Like, like I, get, I get to do the pre-game um, sporadically throughout the season. So when, when we do that, we're right on the field, right down on the 22, um, standing on the dead ball line, and they're inside the 20, 22 and the goal line warming up. And you can, man, you can just feel how, uh, you can hear how happy they are. They're bloody loud, actually. Um, you know, they're a really happy team. They want to be there. They want to be together. And, and I think that's the, it's always been a strength of Razor that he's, he's not let rugby, he never let rugby consume him. And he still hasn't as a coach. But he's, um, you know, he manages to get the players in an environment where they're happy, they want to be there, and they want to play, and they want to play for each other. Yeah. And that, that, that's what sport's all about. Justin, uh, you were talking earlier on about how you guys went into that final against uh, a team stacked with All Blacks that were the, that were the you know the big champions that no one thought you were going to beat, which is pretty much what the Lions uh, have been told as as they go in, right? I mean, is it is there you know that, that underdog sort of burning um, desire that a team has? How do the Crusaders make sure they snuff that out of these guys? Yeah, well, that, again, that's a bit of a conundrum because. Look, when, when I sort of was thinking about this final, without shadow of a doubt, the Crusaders, um, and this includes the Lions and, and the others group, the Crusaders are easily the most consistent team this year. Like they, they really haven't faltered. Um, you know, they, they really didn't have too many blips throughout the, uh, throughout the season. They were super consistent whether they were in Christchurch or whether they were away. Um, and no other team's been that good. They really haven't. I, th- I think... You know, probably the Chiefs were the one only, only team that were reasonably consistent all year, but they, a couple of big games, they really let themselves down more than anything. Apart from that, even the Lions have, have had um, ups and downs throughout the season and haven't really got on a roll that the Crusaders had. So, uh, look, I think because of that, their confidence levels haven't gone ridiculously over the top now that they've reached the final because they've just plugged away all year, the Crusaders, regardless of what's been thrown in front of them. So it's a really difficult prospect for the Lions not to look at the Crusaders team as a um, stack full of All Blacks, to look at the way that they've um, pieced together their season and, and just go, man, these guys are faultless. They really are. And that'll be the hard thing for the Lions to say, well, we haven't been. Um, and, and there's a reason that we're underdogs. And, uh, you know, whilst they've got a, a scattering of Springboks through their side and good uh, Springboks, the likes of Marks and uh, Young Keys and um, you know the the Whiteleys of of uh, Springbok rugby. Um, you need more than that.
You really do. So it's, it's a pretty difficult task that's facing the Lions. Scott Robertson called it the toughest decision he's ever had to make in leaving out Wyatt Crockett. What do you make of that call? Again, it's just the way that Scott Robertson coaches, isn't it? He He's about um, making sure that you know, his family, and, and, and it includes all of the partners and kids of all the players, um, are happy. And he would have done all of his due diligence in leading into this process um, with Wyatt Crockett. And, and, it's, and the Crusaders family is not about one person. The Crusaders family is about um, doing everything, everybody doing everything they can so that that trophy sits in the cabinet um, come the final whistle on, on Saturday night. And he would have made sure that um, Wyatt Crockett is recognised for his achievements, but also that he's working hard this week to make, make sure that the team gets that result. And, uh, you know, I'm sure if you ask Wyatt, he, he, he will be... A, a, he'll have a little tinge of disappointment in him, but there's no doubt in my mind that, the, that it would have been taken through him the reasons why and how he can help by... Scott and his um, management team and um, I'm sure that he will be recognised regardless uh, come the right result on, on Sunday night. Well, uh, we asked James Kerr if he still had his tankard uh, from uh, the winning night. He said that Steve Surridge might have been sh- uh, showing people how hard his head was and put a dent in it. Do you still have oh. all you know? Do you still have all your winning tankards and things like that somewhere? Is it in the pool That's room? That's bizarre. That's bizarre because I do have all of my um, winning um Winners uh, tankers and uh, tankers and um, mine's got a dent in it as well. <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, going through my stuff the other day and uh, I was like, "Why this one got a big, uh, big dent in it?" So, man, there must have been something going on that night. I, I don't recall it happening. But it like big, <laughs> uh, by the sounds of it, it was a, a big number eight who'd come down south to find success. Yeah, it I sounds think. like Mr. Surridge has yeah. something to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Marshy, thanks very much for your time, mate. All good, boys.